everybody. This is Mitch Blackfoot Anthony again, and this is another episode of Signature Licks. Today, we are at the top of the Strand in the great town of Cherry Grove, and we're going to talk to one of the greatest entertainers in the region. I mean, he's got countless awards. He's got countless albums. This man is nothing but talent. That's right. We're talking about Jim Quick. We're going to talk to him today about all the things that he's done and all the things he's doing now and all the things he's going to do. He's very entertaining. You will enjoy this. This is Signature Lakes. Welcome back, everybody. We are in the studio with Jim Quick. How's it going, buddy? Good, Mitch. I mean, I'm just honored to be here, man. Excited about the new program you got. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're letting us do this, man. I wanted to talk to you for a long time. Well, vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> I always enjoy talking to you. Yeah, man. Let me say, you've been playing for decades in this region and back and forth in Nashville. Uh, a lot of tons of originals. Yeah, man, uh, the the catalog's getting bigger and bigger every year. I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm blessed in that regard. Yeah. You know, I go, I go back and listen to some of the stuff that I wrote in the early days, and I'm like, whoo, you know, yeah. kind, of, kind of embarrassed about it. But you know, you know, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way about their stuff. But I've learned a lot since going back and forth to Nashville, getting schooled. Right, yeah. right, right. And a, and a lot of musicians they go into the studio, and they just stay in there and stay in there trying to make it better and better and better when it was right the first time. Right. Man, you know, I, you know it, it, it's it's like anything. You know, um, you know. I'm sure you know it, it, writing and recording and everything else that we do. You know, it's like the more you do it, and the more. It, you know, I've always felt like golfers are always better golfers when they hang around better golfers. Right. You know, right. If, if you if you play with mediocre golfers, then usually the best you're going to be is mediocre. So try to strive to hang out with better and musicians and and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. You know, you get the vibes from them and stuff like that. Yeah. Pick up on little things. Yeah. Writing in Nashville has been really cool, especially, you know, I'm, I'm much of a country writer, but the Americana scene and the blues scene over there is really strong, so I've learned a lot, you know. Oh, cool. I, I didn't realize the blues scene. Well, I, I know it's, you know, you got Memphis right. and all that stuff, but I didn't realize that the blues scene was that large over there. I mean, but then again, you got... They got country rap now. Oh, right. So. right. I was going to say, wait, you know, I, I don't think as far as like in Nashville, as far as like the tourism goes and the, and the club scene and all that, not so much. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some blues clubs there. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to recording, I mean, you got the master, you got the Mac Daddy producers and you got the best, uh, the best studios and stuff. So everybody, even, even hip hop and every form of classical music, uh, and jazz and a lot of gospel, it seems like every genre goes to music city. Right. Chords. I so, got you. I so got a lot you. of people that are music writers that want to be on the scene as far as their demos and stuff like that. I think they, um, 
they kind of you know migrated there. You know, yeah. people like Kev Moe and, and Bonnie Raitt. And right, and right, like right, right, right. Well, let me ask you this. Whenever you come, now I've, I've witnessed this. You will come up with a title, a hook to right. a song just by hanging out somewhere. And we're, we're talking or, or, or after a gig, we're just out in the parking lot talking or something like that. And then all of a sudden somebody says something or, or you say something, hey, that'll be a good hook. And then the next week I hear a freaking song right. on I, the radio. Well, I mean, there's been a lot, of, you know, I think that happens to a lot of people. I mean, a lot of, you know, it's it, it, that old saying that everything's been done. It's all been done. You know, yeah. you think about all these song titles. I mean, there must be 40 different songs with the name Stay. Yeah. And, and there's probably four different songs that are number one with right, the name Stay. Right. And but, you got all these cliche songs, you know, like the sun is going to shine, shine again or just something like that, blah, blah, blah. But when you hear somebody say something that ought to be a cliche and yeah. ought to be something or just something the back end that you would never thought to say that way, it's like, wow, that's kind of brilliant. So I used to carry it back in the day. I used to carry around those little notepads oh, yeah, and a pen yeah, right all the time. Now, so, yeah. But now we got an iPhone. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's your life now. Yeah, I know. Notepads and everything, of course. I mean, shoot, I've seen people. I've seen people get an iPhone with a recording studio. What are they? You know, they, the Garage Band, right? And sit right. around, and sit around a room this big, and next thing you know, just, they got a, a killer song. Exactly, you know? exactly. But the way you do it is different than other folks. You know, with the stuff that you put together, whenever you hear those cliches and stuff like that, you know, you can. When, whenever we actually hear what went through your head. When, when, whenever that happened, you know, it's special. Um, I, I, I'm sure our listeners out there would like to know uh, how you came to be in on the strand here. I mean, how, what, what brought you here? Well, I mean, I grew up about an hour from here in an area outside of Larnburg called Gum Swamp. And um, it was the closest beach. And really it was the closest thing that was happening, you know. It, I was about the same distance from Florence and to and to uh, Fayetteville, and you know okay. it was a little bit further trek to go to Charlotte. So, and actually, it was closer. Even though I was in North Carolina, it was close because of the way the state shaped. It was closer to get to North Myrtle Beach than it was to get to Wilmington. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so, my family spent a whole lot of time down here. My grandfather was a huge fisherman. He loved to fish, and he came down here a lot. And I, that could play a role later in my life. I got I worked on the shrimp boat and stuff in college and different things like that. But I, I don't know. I grew up in the Grand Strand area. Um, people are like, when did you learn to shag and get into beach music? It's like, I don't even remember not doing that. You know, it's, it, it's like a part of it was part of my culture. And I, I just don't even remember. I don't remember not being here. You know, right. I got you. Even though I lived up in Wilmington most of my life, right? Um, that was due to you know this place molded you. It molded you. Really, it did. I mean, and the, re and the reason I moved here permanently, made it my permanent residence, is because um, because of working people like you. I mean, it's 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 one of these the, the musicians that understood what I was doing were here. The fan base may not all live here, but eventually they come here. Right. Um, there's more. Uh, there's more clubs in a in a confined area that that plays the type of music that we do, and it's almost like going on tour without having to go anywhere with the with the rotation. I know the feeling, fans. You know? I know the feeling, De right. definitely, definitely. This place is uh, it's kind of special that way, right? Uh, when COVID, well, actually, whenever the 2008, when the economy went bad, it kind of messed up a little bit of that. Um, for a lot of musicians, right? You know, right. a lot of a lot of the. I remember uh, Myrtle Beach from from 
the North Myrtle all the way down to Surfside, all the hotels had bands. You could you could play during the day at the hotel and then do a gig that same night. All right. Yeah, I mean, it changed a lot. You know, I mean, I, I think everybody much, pretty much stayed at home for almost a year, I guess. Mm -hmm. I was living down in Charleston at the time. I'd gotten a place down there. Um, uh, I, I just ran into a deal, and there was a, I had a bunch of uh, um, songwriter friends that were down there. And I just decided to, to rent this small apartment down there for like a, like a year, mm -hmm. just, to, just to experience the Charleston life. I found that when you're writing songs and doing different things, uh, if you associate yourself with a different scenery and everything. So I was like writing downtown Charleston right when all this hit. I mean, I just got in the place, so I decided to go there. If everything's going to be shut down, I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be by myself, something, something new and unique. Right. And so, I mean, I ended up writing a whole lot of songs down there, and that, you know, and also paint and, and, and do Well, it was calling you. Yeah. It was calling you. You know, I got some exercise done and everything. And so it was kind of a weird time. But, yeah. you know, the coastline at that point was approaching 28 years old, I guess. Mm. And we've been playing about 250 shows a year Ooh, from, nice. from like the entire Southeast. So I was getting a little burnt out, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. And it was almost, even though it's a horrific event, it was almost kind of a breather for me. But it's amazing to me how the people in our industry, and especially in our region, that you play and I play, and I'm not trying to coin just this industry because I mean, a lot of people, uh, you know, suffered and everything, but it's amazing to me how we all kind of stuck together and we all came through this. Yeah. Um, I mean, most all the bands, that I, most of them uh, came back and, yeah. and, and are doing well. Well, when we come back after this break, we're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on right now. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. We will be back after these messages.
Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Jim Quick, and we're going to talk about what Jim Quick is up to now. So, Jim, what you doing now, buddy? Man, I'm going to tell you the truth. After January 1st hit this year, it just kind of it went insane. I mean, we went from, you know, we were talking about, you know, the pandemic and everything where everybody was doing nothing and slowly coming back into I'm I'm talking about as soon as January 1st hit, my world changed. The flagship station for beach music and R&B mm-hmm. is um, 94.9 to surf. And mm-hmm. the midday guy, he'd been there for years and years, extremely popular guy. He had put in his notice uh, a few weeks before, and they didn't really have anybody to fill in. And last minute, they asked me to fill in. Wow. Well, seven months later, here I am, and still filling in, you know. Yeah, but, you, it, but you like it. I love it. You know, I started, <laughs> I started out on radio when I was 14, 15 years old. You know, it's a big difference. Now, keep this in mind, back then I was slipping 45s, you know, I was right, right, right. vinyl, yeah, you know, yeah. and commercials were like on the 8-track looking things or carts and stuff. Yeah. You know, and I walked in there and like, what's the last computer you used? And I'm like, Atari. Atari, I don't know. 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 I don't ever get it like on a computer. So, they, but it's been a learning experience, but it's been a lot of fun because I get to connect with the fans in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to do like the podcast and, and the syndicated radio show, but when you're actually, it's like a, it's, it's a live broadcast and they're interacting through the internet, through the, the our app and through phone lines. It's, it's, it's constantly live and virtual, uh, real time contact with the fans, and it's 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 a. At first, it was mind blowing, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. now, now yeah. it's like a, now it's like a, it, it's it's an energy, it's a rush. Once you get once I got accustomed to yeah. it, yeah, yeah. But working in radio school, and especially the fact that they let me kind of do what I want to. They're mm-hmm. not. I mean, they have certain boundaries, but really, um, it's only like as far as scheduling and clocks and stuff. But music wise, they're like, have at it. Just make sure you don't offend anybody. Right. So I mean, it's that's been a lot of fun, and especially yeah. um, because it reminded me. Where I came from, too, because that's what I was about to say. You know, it it, it, it not only format uh, wise and work wise, but musically. I mean, you know, I go back to I'm playing these Sam Cooke songs again and and these Otis Redding songs and, you know, Wilson Pickett and and all these classic songs from the Monsas and the Embers Mm -hmm. and stuff like this. And and it's reminding the ink spots and it's reminding me what 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 cultured me to where I am today. Well, it's crazy how how life works like that, because we're, we're in our early 50s and it circles. It circles. I I, I like to say life circles. Right. You know what I mean? You have a bunch of circles that make up a whole big circle. Right. And they always come around in some way or another. And uh, as you get age and mature, as you age and mature, you they start to make sense. Yeah, they start to make sense, and and it's kind of like a feeling of moving to another level. Right. You know? I mean, I get it. I mean, I remember there's this one conversation that uh, that TD Jakes was having on an interview, and he he talked about the people's circles, and of course, how if your circle, if the people in your group, if they're all coming to you, then you've outgrown your circle. But not only that, your circle changes in life, and you'll remember things that you did like. 
when you were a kid would have brought us in this industry, but that feels like you were four or five different people ago. You know, I don't feel like I'm right. the same person as that right. person. Right. But at the same time, those circles are all still connected, and somehow or another, you always come back around to them, and you get those emotions, and you forget you. It's always you always you always end up dancing with the one that brought you. Right. Type, type right. Deal, you know. Right. You just remember where you came from. Yep. When you do, it's this euphoric thing, and it's like, ah, oh, man, I remember feeling that way the first yeah. time I I heard so and so. But, but now, see, but now you. I'm going to see Tower of Power, and then it's, oh, I yeah. remember that. You know? Oh yeah, and, yeah. And and you also understand when it comes back around why she left you on the dance floor by yourself. Oh yeah, <laughs> three times. It took the house. <laughs> took the house every time. <laughs> well. Uh, Let's not go into that okay, one. Okay. <laughs> we're going to keep it on the light side. Right, right. But we're going to talk about, you have a new album coming out. I do. Uh, you know, the last album we did, I got to talk to you about this because I actually want to use you on some different uh, projects we're doing. But as far as the Coastline stuff goes, I've gotten really intrigued. The last time we did, speaking of old school, we went to Asheville to the studio that everything in there is pre-1964. Oh, wow. I mean, the amplification, the microphones, just everything, the recording equipment. And, and you, they've even got the instruments, if you want to use that. There, It's called Echo Mountain Studios, and it's incredible. We're free plug there for you guys. But anyway, it's an awesome studio. And uh, we had a revival. We call the album The Revival because okay. to, to revive what... The, the old sound and everything. Right, we you. put it out on vinyl to give it that authentic sound and everything else. So, and it was a huge success. We had six number one songs off of it, just in you know the southeast. Um, but uh, yeah, we want to go back and do another one. But this this time. Uh, I want to kind of even though we're going to be using that older school sound, the, even though like analog system. Yeah, nice. yeah, right. the works and everything. They eventually transferred it over to Pro Tools, and you know, to go through because to go yeah, through but it still has a warmth. Yes, it really does. You know, I wish you could go the, all the way through, but yeah. it wouldn't work in today's society because you got to put things where they can download them and stuff. Right, like right, that. sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. You eventually have to switch over to digital. Sometimes. Does it? Does it? Does it lose a lot of generation once you do that? It use it. You know what? It expands it. It's kind of weird because analog is such a narrow thing. So you, it, it really kind of what it does is it clips the top end. And so that's why it sounds so warm is because it's compressed and it just feels so big. But really, when things go back to digital, well, if you do it analog, start with there's only so much. Is going to give you so you kind of keep that warmth, right? But when you do digital whole way, and, and you have to, you notice when the difference when we were recording 30 years ago and recording now, it's like it catches every single flaw, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's almost like yeah. how much time you have to EQ just your hi hat with yeah. your work and, and right. stuff, right? Stuff. You know, back then it was a lot more forgiving, like HD. You know, my camera side is this side because I have a mole on this side. <laughs> well, that, my, this is my good side. Right, right. Get up, walking away is my good side. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to come back, and I want to talk about your style of music and show some folks a little something on a harmonica. Yeah. Or you can sing a little something. Both, man. I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'd love to see that. If they've never seen you before, right? you know, they'll enjoy it. Right. I, I, I enjoy this man singing. It's, it, it's, it's something else. We'll be back right after this. Excellent. Welcome to Wingding. 
With a variety of services to offer, we are an end-to-end, one-stop shop for digital media production and distribution. Our company originated in podcasting, video production, and digital marketing space, affording us a solid background for growing your brand through media distribution. Contact us at wingdang.tv so we can do what we do for you. Hey man, I'm on my way to the finest place for everyone to play. Where the drinks are cool and the sun is hot and the murals in this marsh walk. Enjoy spectacular waterfront dining and live music with breathtaking saltwater marsh views at the Merle's Inlet Marsh Walk. Marsh Walk, where the view, the music, and the fun are always free. Marsh Walk, Highway 17 Business, Waterfront, Merle's Inlet. Welcome to the Production Warehouse. The Production Warehouse is a premier live stream soundstage studio conveniently located in the heart of Myrtle Beach. We stage, film, and broadcast multiple types of shows. Anything from a live concert performance to local and regional TV-style talk and news shows. We also write, produce, and create promotional ad spots for web, TV, and radio. The Production Warehouse is a service company that facilitates the marketing needs of local business and entertainment industry professionals. Our dedicated staff takes pride in every aspect of your media project. We utilize area professionals and resources necessary to ensure that we render the best service possible. For all of your production needs, please contact us at 843-267-3818 or visit us at theproductionwarehouse.com. Hey everybody, we're back with Jim Quick, and we're going to talk to him about the style of music that he that he calls his 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 own. It's called what was it? Swamp Soul. Swamp Soul. So it's, tell everyone what Swamp Soul means. Well, you know, I got tired of people um, asking me what kind of music do you play, and we decided eventually after about. Well, the band's 30 years old. I would say it's about 15 years ago. Casey, who is like my co-writer and really kind of partner in crime when it comes to Coastline, uh, we decided to um, coin it. We were trying to, we knew that I grew up in the swamp lands and spent most of my life, like we said, in, in low-lying areas where it's, you know, the outside of Wilmington or outside of the Gum Swamp area or down in Charleston in the lowlands. It was always around the, the, that music scene. And... Casey and I realized that um, you know, it's this rock soul type thing that we do. It, and we, what's amazing, we, we'd come to, in a conversation, we realized that we play gospel music, uh, traditional, uh, like, quartet mm-hmm. gospel music. Uh, like Willie Neal Johnson and the gospel keynotes, the, the spiritual stuff that Sam Cooke was mm-hmm. in, and and uh, people uh, like Johnny Taylor prior to their secular. Okay. Role. Okay. So we did a lot. We did there's a lot of music based on that kind of stuff, uh, and then we realized jazz. So gospel, jazz, country, rock and roll, mm-hmm. southern rock. It all. It all came from the South. Mm-hmm. It all came from really the birth areas really in this area. I mean, the, from, you know, the, the Southeast or Southeast United States. And it's just like, wow, all the areas we tour, and it's like, 
Yeah, I mean, it's us, and it's kind of this culmination of things. We don't really lean one way or another. And, of course, we kind of made a little pop here for, for the modern area and for younger people to sure. get into. So, sure. but, you know, we decided, to, you know, you know, we swamp music, and, and for the most part, it, it, the, all soul music is kind of derivative of all that, you know. So mm-hmm. we just decided to swamp soul. You know? Right, and right, that's, right. That's, that's, what, a, that's, that's a cool name. Yeah. That's a cool name. And we coined it, and, you know, we trademarked it and everything. <laughs> 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 well, we're going to play. He brought his harmonicas in, yeah. and I had the brilliant idea of bringing my djembe in. So we are going to jam a little bit for you guys. Right on. Let's do it. Let's see here. Djembe. I'm going to use a different key this time. Well, I can't change the keys of the djembe. <laughs> Here we go. You pick your girl. Now, did you ever meet somebody who likes all the same things that you do? I never ever read like love at first sight and can't this be true? You know, she the same kind of crazy at me. Yeah, there's one thing about it, she the same kind of crazy at me. One, one, two, three, the same kind of crazy at me. All right. That was awesome, brother. Man, thank you. That was awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Everybody? Jim Quick. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.
Oh, my. 